0: From the man cave. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. With your what daily devotion for what September the first. A lot of you are in denial. You are still in August, mentally, okay? You haven't transitioned from August to September. Guys, here's the thing. Wake up! It's September! Okay, get with it! I'm just kidding you guys. Thanks for watching the videos. Guys, I don't know who it is, but someone's been posting my videos on Facebook, okay, and posting them and emailing them. Hey, here's the thing. You know what I have to say about that? God bless you. I mean, here's the thing. There's certain uh, devotions that have just skyrocketed. That's the gospel getting out there. There's times, guys, let's carefully, we'll all be watching a sermon. It just speaks to me, okay? It becomes Rhema. It comes alive. And what do I do? Man, I'm, sh- I'm sending that to friends and family members because I want them to get a hold of what this guy said or this individual said. It's the same with my videos. When they come alive, send those things. I really, really do appreciate it. Hey, today we're going to be in Luke chapter 9 verse 54. Oh! Hey, listen Look to, to the text. It reads like this. And when his disciples James and John saw this, they said, Lord, do you want us to command fire to come down from heaven and consume them just as Elijah did? Meaning, here's the thing, James and John, they're zealous. And you're like, well, it doesn't make sense, Matt." Yes, that can make sense unless I tell you the front of the story, okay? They come to a town in Samaria, just a small village, okay? And they're sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. They're, they're, they're telling the good news. But this town, the individuals, okay, the members... Of certain organizations and churches, they don't want to hear it. Meaning they're rejecting the gospel message. They're like, no, get out of here. James and John, they go to Jesus and say, Jesus, let us call down fire just like Elijah did. Man, we'll smoke them out. We'll burn their sorry tales. They're going to burn in hell. But Jesus says, what are you talking about? You know what I'm saying? Friends, friends, you got to realize this the heart of God, okay? God is going to judge those who ultimately reject him in the end, okay? And he will chasten you and I, who are Christians, who are not living for him, okay? But you have to watch this, okay? There's a season and a time for that, okay? God brings judgment all the time, but to consume a whole town like a Sodom and Gomorrah, okay? It's not time for that, okay? Why isn't it, Matt? Why not just give them what they deserve? What if God gave us what we deserve, you and I? Oh! Oh, yeah, yeah. Maybe I'm glad Jesus said hold off. Okay, but look at it, look at look at it. Haven't we all rejected Jesus Christ? Listen very carefully. You and I, we've denied God within our lives, okay? And you're like, man, I've never denied God. How about the day before you got saved? Or a month before you got saved? Or all the years before you got saved and you were rejecting the gospel, you were rejecting those people who were telling you about God, you you were spurning God, you were spitting in His face because you you were mocking Him. You didn't want to have anything to do that. We've all rejected God in our lives, okay? There's none righteous, no, not one. There's none that understand God. There's none that seek God. All have gone all the way. When you use the word all in the original language, that word all means this. All okay? We've all rejected God. We've all fallen short of the glory of God, okay? So don't get yourself on the pedestal saying, I've never rejected God, okay? We have, okay? These people in Samaria, they're rejecting the gospel. This may be the first time that they've ever been introduced to the gospel. It's a foreign concept. They're, they're stuck in darkness. They're stuck in their sins. They're doing their own thing, okay? They're used to the lifestyle that they've been living day in and day out, and now someone comes on the scene. He says, this is the way it is, and here's the, thing. If the Peter, James, and John, or just James and John, had an attitude, they're going to reject it. I wasn't there. I don't know. I just know that the message is not being received, okay? James and John want to call down fire. That's not God's way yet, okay? He will bring ultimate destruction and judgment and his wrath in due time. Watch this. Why do they want to do this? Do they want to make him suffer? Well, no, I don't think it's that as much as this. If God, will show his mighty power just like it in the days of Elijah they would see that our God rocks that he's in heaven okay and they will respect him and they will fall off straight down on the ground and they will give their lives to Jesus Christ I think that's more or less what they were thinking I think they were thinking man if they could just see the power of almighty God coming down in fire it'd just be likened unto Elijah because in our text they mentioned Elijah but so watch this James and John are willing to sacrifice a whole village of people okay in order to get their way, to get their agenda, to feel justified. I don't know what was in their hearts. I'm just kind of throwing things out there. Maybe they thought, well if people hear about the fire coming down because they rejected God, then other villages won't reject God. The Bible stresses this over and over and over again and here's the principle. It is not by might nor by power but it is by the Spirit of the Living God that people get saved. You're never going to convince someone to give their life to Christ by arguing with them. When I come across those people, I don't argue. I walk. I get away from them. The Bible says, don't cast pearls before swine, okay? Meaning, I'm not going to take that which is most precious to me, throw it in front of a person who's just going to uh, obliterate it, and that nothing coming out of his mouth is going to be pure. It's going to be foul. It's going to be cussing. It's going to be this. Why? Uh, friends, I was like that at one time, because I, here's the thing. That person's full of sin. They're full of darkness. That's where they reside right now. They're serving sin they're serving the God, the false God of this world, okay? And so here's the thing. Don't argue with them. If God decides to shine light into that person's life and they can receive the truth and God does a work on the inside of them, they will respond correctly. If we go to Acts chapter 8 verse 14, what we're going to find out is something remarkable. Later on, this little town, they respond to the gospel of Jesus Christ. But what if Jesus said, "Yeah, go ahead, call down fire, destroy them all. Every last soul that was in that town would open their eyes in hell." Did you understand what I'm saying? God saves people in His timing. It's not according to your time or my time. It's his time, according to his sovereign will. Okay, my sovereignty rules overall. I think a lot of pastors and a lot of people who are sharing the gospel and a lot of family members who are praying for a lost member of their family, they think it has to be now. You know, what I'm I pray, do it, Lord. It's not like that. James and John want to call fire, but Jesus didn't come to call fire. He came to call the Holy Spirit down upon them. Do you understand? It is the Holy Spirit that saves people. He, he, he does the work on the inside so a person can respond, meaning what the Holy Spirit is doing, he's likened unto a farmer, okay, where he's plowing that ground, which is so hard and full of rocks and full of thorns and full of glass and metal and every kind of debris and every kind of thing out there, okay? The Holy Spirit starts plowing your life, plowing the ground, loosening that up. He's throwing the rocks out of your life, the glass, the metal, okay? He's preparing that individual, okay, with kindness, with mercy, with grace, with love, with himself. He's no. coming along and giving wisdom, giving discernment, doing all these things for that individual. And then the Holy Spirit does the most wonderful thing. He shines Christ into their heart. And all of a sudden, it's just like, you got to be kidding me. Uh, really? Uh, it, it all makes sense. Not everything, but that person realizes, man, I have a sin debt. I can't pay for it. I'm indebted to Almighty God, and I don't want to work every second for the eternity in hell to try to pay off my sin debt, which can never be paid off. Why don't I go to Jesus Christ, who lived a perfect life? and exchange my life with his life he will give me his righteousness and he will take my sin upon the cross You understand it's such a vast difference between how God sees things and how man sees things yes we're eager for people to get saved and yes we want God to destroy evil people I mean is there anyone out there any man in the man cave that doesn't want this justice we want God to make that wrong right okay and how's that let fire fall. Let that person fall. Let that person get sick. Let something happen to them. Lord, that's not God's will. What is God's will for them to what? Repent. Get right with him and get on the narrow path away from the broad way that they've been living their whole life. Okay? James and John haven't learned it all. You and I haven't learned it all. Okay? I've noticed in my life that God will give a person normally, not always, and this is no guarantee, every opportunity to receive him. God will bend over backwards to get that person in right relationship. But if a person their entire life spurns God, ignores God, does it their own way, you have to realize that judgment will come. The fire is guaranteed to come, okay? Because it's promised, okay? I don't want that. God doesn't want that. God says, it's not my will that any should perish and be lost and live without me. God has done everything, but everything is according to his way, his standard, his truth. Who is that truth? It's through Christ. No one comes to the Father unless it's through the Son. Gotta realize this, there's a lot of people out there, okay? And they feel justified. In calling down judgment and wrath and the fury of God and that's what they want more than anything and why is that because I was one of those people at one time and you're like what yeah I wanted the fire to fall on some people who had done me wrong in life okay who had lied who were deceptive okay who were who had a belief system that was contrary to my belief system and I just wanted God to destroy these individuals and you're like no way I'm like way. but that's not the heart of God you have to realize God wants individuals like you and me, okay, to get close to Him. Once I get close to Him, once I live in righteousness, once I start to understand this much, look at me, this much about God, I'll understand the heart of God. God gives every opportunity to a person. Are you talking about a person who's fair? I'm talking about God. God is so faithful and just, okay, and righteous and long suffering towards us, okay? Because He gives the individual who has sinned, who's living in darkness, who is doing it contrary to His Word, His ways, and His means, and ignoring His Spirit, okay? Ignoring Him, okay? He gives that person, normally, every opportunity to get it right. He even will allow some negative things to enter into their life to get their attention. He hasn't destroyed them yet, but he's allowed chastening into their life. Why? Because here's the thing. If I have one terrible day, or a difficult day, I think, okay, that was just a bad day. Okay, what about two? Or three? I mean, what about I have a series, a month long, of oppression, of just everything going wrong? I can't wait. What's going on? God has allowed that into an individual's life. Why? Is it bad? It's not bad. It's the most wonderful thing in the world, because when we're in ease, comfort, and pleasure. Normally, we're not seeking out the face of God. We think we're okay with God, okay? But when God allows things into our life that are what I would call negative, but they're not really negative, what it means is God is getting my attention. I'm in the wrong somewhere in my life, okay? God does it as an act of mercy. Sometimes it's sickness, sometimes it's a job loss, sometimes it's something that happens or something that happens to someone that you love. And he's allowed this because he's trying to get your attention because he loves you so much. Listen, I want you from now on to give people the benefit of the doubt. Just as God gave you the benefit of the doubt. Okay, God waited on you. If if you're watching this channel, most likely you have a relationship with Jesus Christ or you're searching for that. Meaning God is already starting to stir those things up the inside of you so you're you're questioning things you're looking at things differently that's all God everything that he's doing is an act of mercy grace and love okay he is so kind to us okay but why can't we be kind to other people why can't I look at a person who's destructive a liar deceptive I mean just a rotten person according to man's standard why can't I see them through the eyes of Christ meaning this that was me I was just like that at one time in my life. Why can't I give that person a little bit of this? Time to get right. For God to do a work on the inside of them. What what, what is my I'll Jesus respond. would have you to do is to pray for that individual. And you're like, oh man, man, I hate this devotion. This sucks. Yeah, I know it sucks because why? We come across a lot of people who are what? Lost. They don't belong to Christ and so what are they? They act. Lost. They're liars. They're thieves. They're deceptive. They're all the things of what? Of Satan. Uh, Of the world. Of sin. Paul the Apostle would say this in Corinthians such were some of you, but not anymore. So again, what is God asking me to do as a Christian? Because I'm a disciple of Christ, meaning God is conforming me into the image of His Son daily. God wants me to lift that person up. God wants me. To stand in the gap for that person. You gotta realize if that guy's acting like that all the time, nobody's praying for that guy. He's a loser, he's a low life. Oh, he's scum of the world, okay? He's I mean, he is, okay? That's how the world would see him. How does Jesus see him? He just sees him as lost. He just sees him as he needs me. He needs forgiveness. He needs my love. He needs my mercy. So, what's Matt asking you to do? It's not Matt, it's God. What is God asking me to do, Matt? God is asking you not to call down the fire. Okay? Uh, okay? Not to get even, but he's asking you perhaps to turn the other cheek, to pray for that individual, okay? He's asking you to forgive that individual. He's asking you not to get bitter. He's asking you to be an ambassador of Jesus Christ, to stand in the gap, okay? And lift that person up to him. Lord, this person needs you so badly. You know, and, and realize. That there's nothing that this person's doing that in some time in your life that you haven't done. Okay, don't be a hypocrite. There are no hypocrites allowed in the man cave. We've all sinned. We've all sinned, guys, haven't we? it's no high-fiving on that, you know what I'm saying? Because if you're high five and you're high five and Jesus suffering on the cross. I'm appreciative of the cross. I'm appreciative of the blood. I'm appreciative of the life that Jesus gave, but I realize he went and did all that for me because of my sin. So I'm never high-fiving all that garbage that I did prior to getting saved, okay? And sometimes still incorporate into this life even now, which I hate, and God forgives me, but I got to turn from that, turn towards him. Okay, I hope this helped you out. Hey, what am I gonna say? You guys know what I'm gonna say? You think you know what I'm gonna say? Goodbye. <laughs> this is Matt from the Man Cape. Pooah!